This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine people that support us through Patreon.com backslash Red Bull Rant. Head on over there to support us and get exclusive content when we fucking feel like it. We want to send a special thanks to Chris Adamick, the Mave Mave Dartinez, Pierre Eddie Delecto, and Jeremiah Dempster. As always, thanks guys. Welcome, my friends, to the show Never Ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipeco. I'm Truman, and this is episode 451. Pretty, pretty, okay. I can't place it. You you told me I would get it, but I can't place it. Everyone will know it. I mean, I, I was a little, I mean, I didn't do the line word for word, so but people, people will get it. They'll tweet at you, don't worry. Oh, wait a minute. Is this the Robert Hamilton Heights thing? No. Oh shit. Okay. Because uh, I was thinking that, thinking that because uh, oh, shit. What's his name passed away this today, unfortunately. Oh yeah, Richard Lewis. Yeah. It's actually hilarious how close you are to getting it right when we talk about Richard Lewis, but it's not Robin Hood Men in Tights. People oh, are. Fuck. I, I don't know. I can't think of what he like what the other big stuff he's been in. Yeah. Unless it's it's a Curb Your Enthusiasm. There you go. You got it. See the thing. I don't. I haven't really watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, so that's why I didn't get it. You got it. Pretty, pretty good. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, what was, I guess, okay was the Red Bulls 0 uh, 0 draw to open up the season on the road in Nashville. Um, before we get into our thoughts, usually we do voicemails, tweets, emails. We got a voicemail. And guess what? He's back. <laughs> So without further ado, the very first voicemail of 2024. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm a little more than like five minutes late. Oops. But um, I'm trying to figure out any good reasons to complain about this game. I mean, there's definitely, actually, no, I'm lying. Now, there they are. Um, yeah, I feel it's probably going to be a really long year with Elias Manuel and Kyle Duncan because good lord there was some lackadaisical shit that was going on on that field not pretty but I feel a little bit more secure when it comes to the pairing of Van Zier and Forsberg he looked good he was outrunning half these freaking children anyway kind of funny but um I don't like the, you know, the 30,000 attempts of field goals and crossbar hitting. That felt like pain. Being intoxicated while watching it felt like pain. I'm going to rewatch this game at some point. It's probably going to hurt a little more. And if you had Hani Mukhtar out there, it probably would have been a cursed result. But I don't think it was that bad for a first-week game, especially with, like, you know, 
I think Nashville coming off of whatever, you know, our first game like Russ, it didn't look that bad. Hoping for a little bit better. But like, you know, Sean Davis probably should have gotten a red card. This is probably the reason why you don't fucking employ scabs for refs. I, there was like a tweet before, and I'll probably like send it after compliment. But it's like you know, usually like in a week, there's maybe like four VARs that's called. Before our game, it was already like twelve, <laughs> and then adding that in, it just goes to show you bullying a scab on the field will, will get your like calls reversed. I hate complaining about refereeing, but this is the perfect week to complain about it. You know, John Davis, as much as we love him, should have been sent off the moment you get kicked in the face for doing some bullshit like that. Did that contribute to a draw? No. Did it help? Probably not. But if this isn't a glaring indictment of how much of a fucking mess MLS is, there it is. (laughs) That's basically it. Have a good night. So, I got to say, the referees... Whether or not you agree with that VAR call, and honestly, I personally don't, but that VAR call aside, I thought the referee for Nashville wasn't terrible. I thought it was fine. I, I, was... I Honestly, I thought he did a better job of keeping players in check than others because, like, every time it's a free kick, he was very adamant about this is where you're taking the fucking shot or the, the fucking <laughs> kick from. <laughs> like, how many times have we seen referees just put, like, Oh, here's a little dot of foam, and then players can do whatever the fuck they want with it. He's like, no, you're going to be right fucking here. Like, in terms of referees, he wasn't that bad. And honestly, you know what? I personally don't, like I said, I don't agree with the call. But I feel like that was honestly one of the best VAR reviews we've had because, yeah, maybe it shouldn't have taken so long to, like, initiate him going to the monitor. But he went to the monitor. He was there for like maybe 30 seconds and he made his mind up right away. Yeah. Right. How many times have we seen a VAR call where the guy sits in front of the monitor for like a good three minutes trying to dictate to decide like, oh, he was offside or not. Like he thought it was a clear, he made a clear and obvious error. He fixed it. Agree with it or not. It, it is what it is. But at least give the guys credit for being decisive. Right. He wasn't sitting there fucking going back and forth on whether or not he was wrong. Yeah. And I think you, you, we were we were uh, messaging each other too, and you said if this was a regular referee, what do you think it happened? I said probably would have been issued eleven or a yellow, still gone to VAR, and then upheld the ele- the yellow, not gone to a red. Um, so I think one way or the other, you would have seen VAR on that play. Um, but right, that's what VR does. It allows you to correct what they felt was a mistake on the field. Uh, I was okay with the explanation from uh, the announcers. Two guys going up for the ball. Yeah, it was it was definitely dangerous and definitely deserved one one form of a card or another. Um, so I mean, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't flipping out over the call. Yeah, I would have liked to seen the Red Bulls stay up a man for most a huge chunk of that game. Um, but that's okay. I mean, I, I it's it's not something I'm really upset about right now. Yeah, it's not like the red cards or, or lack of a red card stopped us from scoring. So. That was, that was our own finishing, and honestly, some good goalkeeping from Nashville. So, <laughs> all right, uh, let's talk. Let's do the tweets first. We ha- we have an email, but I think it should be a separate topic. So, so uh, our, our friend Eddie did tweet us saying, "Oh God, I forgot to call within five minutes," but he completely made up for that. Um, I'm going to read Jeremiah's tweet. So he kind of quote tweeted himself saying, "Was waiting for you to tweet as I was writing this these thoughts out." So I'll read you what he said. 
Um, he said, okay, so I didn't hate it. There was a lot of encouraging stuff there. Seeing Morgan come on late was great. Some good individual performances. Amaya and Forsberg, both great. L.A. Emanuel and Van Zier also solid. Carnell was Carnell when he needed to be Carnell. Absolutely. Uh, if we played this exact game in week 10, I'd be worried. In week one, less so because attacking play slash finishing is always the part that takes the longest to settle in a new season or with a new coach. This was both. Of course, late defense was a bit frantic, but it held up. Agreed. Uh, Adam Anthony at Adam and 85 said should be a win. Yes. Took, took many bad breaks. That said, happy with the performance. Um, Ed Ritter said pretty happy with the performance. We have ideas in the final third and don't look inept in possession. No shit. Uh, Duncan should never play on the left. Also, the red should have stood. Our friend Creepy Taxi Steven Santos said a draw on the road is better than a loss. I will take it. Our Swede looked good. Uh, Christopher Skinner. I thought that's the best we played in a long time. We continue to struggle to score, and the lack of a real striker could hurt us again this year. It's just nice to see that we can still press and also maintain possession. And then lastly, Adam at Adam from Earth said, Forsberg is the most impressive of a long line of unlucky Red Bull attacking players. I think it's a little early for that one, though. What's that? It's a little early for that one. It's one game. Sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some... Clear chances should have been made, like, uh, what was it, that that very nice looping pass Forsberg put in for Manuel that, that wasn't even on target at the end. But mm-hmm. let, let's 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 not put Forsberg in that category yet. All right, well, we'll we're going to save the email for after because this is, I think, outside the game. So let's go into our thoughts. Uh, usually we do our likes and dislikes. Truman, you go first. What did you dislike the most about the national game? I think just the only thing I disliked is that um, I think they lowered the post for this game. I think that's what happened. They lowered the crossbar. That's the only reason that goal didn't go in. Um, I think Nashville was cheating. So aside from that, like the guy said, I I can't get mad quite yet because I think there was more promising signs than negative signs. So that's it. I'm just blaming Nashville cheating um, for, for lowering the crossbar, and I think they shrunk in post just a little bit it's gotta be what it was they they went they went to like one of the high school levels or whatever it is that's a little bit lower 100 percent. that's the only way to explain it not not yeah. bad on our part uh my dislike for this is mostly going to be on apple tv because last year they promised us uh the radio feeds for any away teams and it wasn't there it just wasn't the, the prettiest game but mm-hmm. considering what it was i'll take it if this was a home game, I think we could start we'd be complaining. But for an away game, first week of the season, I think you take you take a draw no matter what. So, yeah, would have been nice to have goals behind it, but still. All right, uh, likes. I'll I'll go first. So I just think the my likes going to be the fact that as much as we didn't score, we looked like we actually had ideas in the offensive side of the field. Yep. Which yeah. is something that's been missing the last few years. Yeah, as mentioned before, right? They were they were creating more opportunities uh, than we usually see. Um, opportunities that the forwards are actually get be able to get their feet on the ball, which is which is always pleasant because that, that doesn't happen a lot with this team the past couple of years. And and in past years, it felt like if we were holding the ball, it was because the other team was letting us have possession and they were going to hit us on the counter. And at least for the most of that first half, to me, it felt like we are actually controlling the possession. It's not like we're 
we're being we're given the opportunity to be in this position strictly to get countered. Right. Like right. we we almost came out and stopped Nashville from playing the game they wanted to play. So thought that was nice. Yep. Uh my like easy. Uh Emil Forsberg's coming out party in the first game. Yes, he hit the crossbar. Um he, he that was a solid game for your for your first real game for for the Red Bulls. Uh, that play were in the second half where he just ran through half the field. And the only thing that stopped him was getting taken from behind. And then that led to his free kick, which again was almost a goal. Yeah. He looked, I know we're all getting ahead of ourselves, but he looked absolutely solid. He is not afraid to take on two or three guys. Um, He has a great control with the ball. You know, sometimes you see a guy, dribble down into three defenders and they don't know what the hell they're doing. And then the ball gets turned right over. But like, he has such control. Distribution was good. Gets another chance on that. I think he's going to bury a goal like that. And just one game in, I like it. And apparently the players love him. Bradley Great Phillips loves this guy. He thinks he's one of the greatest DPs they've ever signed since like Thierry Henry, which is, I mean, not much of a stretch, honestly. No. Uh, (laughs) But uh, just, so far, just I I loved everything I saw with this guy and his little debut patch that he had on that all these MLS guys had the little debut patches. Yeah, so that was fun. Uh, afterthoughts, I got I got to look it up because I can't remember his name all of a sudden. But the other player that stood out to me, um, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Google, you let me down. What the hell? Why can't I find this guy on Google's? Ah, uh, man, I just. Are you going to look him up and I'll talk about that? You're going to type. I'll talk. Um, and well, I'll, 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 now, now I went to the actual Red Bulls page, so I'll actually find him. Uh, Ellie, however you say his name. Um, man, what a, for him to step in and look like we never lost a step on the back line. Mm-hmm, yeah. With a, with a center back pairing. This team plays good defense. So that was the thing I was actually going to bring up is that we talked about it last week, that if they continue to play solid defense and as, as Jeremiah said, Carlos Coronel just continues to be himself. They're going to get results. Um, He didn't really have to touch the ball a lot when he did. It was absolutely solid. The defense was good again, like we said, except for a little frantic um, end of the game, but they held up that team. I don't know what it is with this defense, but I mean, with Forsberg playing the way is the defense playing well, being able to dis- distribute to two forwards, one of them not named Tom Barlow, and being able to bring on Lewis Morgan in the second half, fresh legs coming on. That's the best thing you can ever imagine because, again, it's not some scrub coming off the bench and praying the guy can score. Let's hope Lewis Morgan can really start finding his feet. Um, and start scoring like he used to two seasons ago. That would be kind of amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things we need to come together with this team, but I mean, the signs are there. This was, this game was just a good precursor to what I think they can be. Yeah. All right. Any other afterthoughts for this game? No, I think I just did it. Okay. Uh, prediction standings. We both got one point because we both said draw. Yeah. Neither of us said zero zero though. We both so. should have gone more apparently. Yeah. Uh, next. Oh, uh, by the way. So last year we started the paint, the Red Bulls uh, fan paint index. 
and kind of gave up on it like halfway through because shit got in the way. I'm going to try to bring it back. And I was going to bring it back this year on Twitter. The problem is I didn't realize the Twitter polls only allowed you four options. So going one to 10 on Twitter is not really a thing. Um, watch out for it after the um, the game this week against Houston. So like I mean, Sunday or Monday. It's just four categories. I guess I could. We could right. Actually, it's not a bad idea. Just come up with four categories and use that. A lot easier than like the one to ten. Just make it. Yeah. Make it. All right. Well, we'll come up with that offline, and then I'll do that for the Twitter poll. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Red Bulls' next match. Uh, they will be traveling yet again, this time to take on the Houston Dynamo, Saturday, March second, eight thirty p.m. Uh, Houston is started their year with a uh, draw. Uh, was one one. I forget who was against. They number five in the West. Uh, the Thing for Houston though is that they are involved in the, I think they call it the Concacaf Champions Cup now, instead of the Champions League. So some, they they renamed this year, but anyway, they're involved in that. They just played midweek, so just like last week, we get a team coming off of the midweek game. Uh, Truman, since you are technically still in the lead, yeah. You get to go first. What is your prediction for the game at Houston? So the good news is that they're playing in Houston and it won't be 4,000 degrees. So it's the perfect time to play right in the beginning of March. Uh, so you don't have to get worry about anyone fainting during the game. Can this team, I mean, I, 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 I like the signs. I don't think Houston, as far as I know, we're no experts because save that for other podcasts. Um, Houston doesn't seem to be at some outstanding powerhouse. I like the Red Bulls' chances. I really do. I'm gonna. I'm really gonna stay positive on this one because I want them to come home with the home fans pumped up, feeling good on a two-one win. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, two-one win. Let's see. Your mind had to back together. Sorry, say that again. I said, did I just blow your mind and you just had to put your brain back together? A little bit. Predict, predicting the first win of the year, yeah. Um, I don't know if we can pull it off. I'm hoping the fact that we're playing yet another team that had to play midweek will help because the early season midweek CONCACAF games are just brutal. Um, maybe we get out of there with the win. If if we do, I think it's going to be more like a one nothing win. But I'm going to be a little more conservative. I'm going to say that we'll end up with a 1-1 draw uh, just because I feel like it's going to take us a moment to get that first win. It's, I don't think it's necessarily going to be right away. Or on the second week of the season, I mean. So 1-1 draw, which means we have a two. And, somebody's, <laughs> going to, somebody's probably going to get a point this week. No, it means they're going to lose. We'll stay oh, tight. Or that, or that. All right. Uh, so with that, it is time for the F1 update. And box now, box, box now, box for hard. Stay out, stay out, stay out. Fuck, fuck! Why, what the fuck I'm doing? All right. Listen, big weekend, right? Start of the F1 season, very exciting. We are in Bahrain. Um, they actually had practice today. Little weird. I'm not a big fan that the practice today qualifying is tomorrow and the race is Saturday. Well, apparently because it's Ramadan is Sunday. 
Oh, okay. I take it back. I'm ashamed of myself. No, but I just like those Sunday race because I would have been home to watch it. Yeah. I'll still have it on the TV at that, work. Yeah, because I, I, sure. I, was, I was watching the second free practice, and they said that's why this week and next week is on Saturday because of Ramadan. No, it's fair. But how am I going to – guys, I, I need to watch these live. I want to crank up the volume on my big TV to watch them racing. But that's okay. Um, I, Jay, I don't expect anything as – aside from Red Bull dominance again this season. Just from everything you hear and read, who's going to come close? I mean, all the all year is just going to be out Lewis Hamilton leaving Mercedes that you're going to hear every single week. I don't know how drivers focus on – I mean, I'm sure the drivers are focused, but there's got to be a lot of distractions when you know one of the best Formula 1 drivers of all time is leaving his team, going to another team, and how does that team perform? You know, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. And I think with all that kind of chaos going on, um, I feel I I don't know how can you not feel great about Max Verstappen right now? He's 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 the best driver on the planet and the best car on the planet. And again, I don't I don't see that really changing this year. I we could be shocked, but I just don't see it. Yeah, best car on the planet may or may not be there because I I don't know how much you watch the practice, but. He was, he was a little bit. He was bitching and moaning, but he bitches and moans. That's what he does. Yeah, but he didn't finish either practice session in the top three. So it's okay. I'm not worried. You get one more practice tomorrow morning. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the, the qualifying and the race are completely different than practice, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy has proven that he can qualify almost anywhere on, you know, on the grid. Yeah. So, and he has the talent to to win these races. I'm very I'm. What I'm really curious about is uh, the RB team, Visa, Cash App, McDonald's (laughs) racing team, Uh, because I want to see how Daniel Ricciardo does with a full season. That that was weird, by the way, seeing two teams with RB in their name. Yeah. On the the board while times are being shown. Slightly different logos. Yeah. Um, But I'll I'll tell you a quick funny story, because I've been watching, of course, Drive to Survive season six is on. So I've been watching that, and I came to a realization last night as I was watching it that I always, always I don't I don't tease my wife, but she loves like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and all those shows and Vanderpump Rules, and I'm like, oh, these shows are so silly because these people with impossible amounts of money that we'll never understand, you know, and fancy cars and crazy stuff and living these lives that we will never get, and then there I am, trying to survive. And they're in the south of France, and there's the owner of, I think, what, Aston Martin, who's worth $3.9 billion, getting off a fancy yacht, going to this amazing, like, dinner party with a car and these, like, supermodels, and every every person there is beautiful. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of doing the same thing right now. This is just a documentary version of it. It's, it's, it's the same exact thing. It's just <laughs> these people live lives that we would never understand as normal human beings. You can never – our, our lives were never destined to ever be a Formula One driver because these kids are like, oh, yeah, I was starting go-karts at five. And you see these kids in like these great go-karts zipping around course. I'm like, where the fuck would I even gone to this? How would I even find There's no way. Going up yeah, that's not a, thing around. it's not a thing where we grew up. No, not, not a chance in hell. No, we had no chance of ever becoming Formula One drivers. Um, that being said, I, I love that show. I love the behind-the-scenes stuff. I love seeing how everything works. It's it really is fascinating, um, but I I had to laugh. I'm like I'm a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. I'm doing the same thing. It's just a different version of the same thing. That'd be like my wife, where she's 
big into Survivor and stuff like that, and I'd be like, come on. Like, you know they manufactured drama on there, and I was like, well, fuck. There's... I'm pretty sure. I know not that Drive to Survive manufactures every piece of drama, but I'm pretty sure they did some of it. You hype it up a or, little. Or, or, right? Yeah, exactly. They, they, they pull it out of proportion. Topics that might spark interest. Blow things out of proportion a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here you're watching literally the the guy who runs Red Bull with his Spice Girl wife shooting uh, what the, like Claymore pigeons or whatever at a shooting event in their backyard at their estate. I'm like, holy fuck. What is this? This is completely bananas. Just the fact that he even lives on that estate. Yes, it's fucking my. And one season they were literally picked up in their helicopter to go to some event. Yeah. Oh, helicopter in the backyard. Bye, kids. We'll see you in a couple of days. We're in our helicopter. Off we go. Yeah. You know, I still got to watch that. I haven't watched any of the new season yet. I think I'm three episodes in. I've been distracted by other stuff. Uh, I, I guess this is actually a good segue for uh, Dumping Ground. I'm the trash man. So there's, do you remember College Humor? Mm-hmm. So College Humor is, I guess, kind of technically still around. Um, I think it was like 2018 and almost went under. And uh, somebody came in at the last minute and basically saved College Humor. They rebranded a little bit to what they call Dropout. Um. And they had their own paid subscription service, which actually I think is worth it. Um, but they have a bunch of a bunch of stuff on there, and one of the things they have is called Dimension Twenty, which is basically a bunch of play, people playing D and D. But the campaign I'm watching is uh, they're playing basically freshman year of a fantasy world high school. And they're trying to solve like who unleashed unholy hell on the first day of school, <laughs> and like that's just been soaking up so much of my time. I didn't even remember <laughs> even remember the drive to survive was out. <laughs> like they spent like a good hour and a half to hour, almost two hours on one battle, and it was. And, and now listen, and the thing about watching a D and D shows, you don't actually have to watch the screen the whole time, right? Because again, most of it is just them talking about what they're doing. But it, it's, I'm just hooked on the show and I just forgot about the other stuff. I mean, season season starting, starting <laughs> yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. I know I'm not watching F, F1 Live, though, because Everton's playing it's at the exact same time as the Grand Prix. Actually, I think Liverpool is, too. Yeah. I think it's all uh, 10 o'clock. No, I, I thought, hold on. Let me see. Because I could have sworn I saw on Peacock that Liverpool is at yeah. 10. Yep, 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 yep. Correct, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Speaking of Everton, we got four points back. I saw that. Congratulations. Yeah, it should have been more, but... <laughs> the bullshit is the fact that Everton has a second charge against them for the same exact thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, so for those that don't know what's going on, like we talked about it, I guess it was like last November at this point. Um, so basically for like the Premier League's version of financial fair play, they have what they call profit and sustainability rules. And they have this moving three-year window and you can't lose more than, I think it's like 120 million pounds or something like that. Um, and 
in the middle of the first three-year window, which ended in, I think, 2022, uh, somewhere in the middle of that, the Premier League came in and told Everton, oh, the new stadium you're building? Yeah, you've got to start counting that as losses now. Hmm. Uh, so they screwed them over. Now the window shifted one year, and they're being told they're being hit with possible uh, more points deduction. And it's like, you motherfuckers, you just penalized us for this thing. And this thing is going to cause the same exact problem in this window. And you're going to charge us again. And they're talking about trying to finish that charge by the end of the year. Yet Man City's 150 plus charges. Nobody's talking about when that's going to ever of course happen. Oh, no, come on now. They want to make sure Pep gets gets one more title probably before they do it. Right. All right. Uh, the one thing I actually have on the agenda for dumping ground is U.S. Open Cup news. So apparently, I think like seven MLS teams are going to send their senior squads to the Open Cup. Everybody else is apparently going to send their MLS Next Pro squads. Including the Red Bulls. So dumb. I guess this was the compromise to keep MLS in there. So the reason I th- it seems that um, the reason it seems that they may have uh, pulled this shit, MLS, I mean, is that, of course, the one article I was going to pull up to use as a, as a source told me to turn off something. Um, so the Court of Justice of the European Union ruled that uh, UEFA and FIFA acted contrary to EU competition law by blocking plans for the breakaway Super League. Um, it's been suggested that that ruling, which was back in December, was an impetus for MLS basically saying, fuck you, U.S. soccer. Great. Yeah, just what we need is MLS doing this shit. Yeah. Whatever. I, I mean, at least to a degree, MLS is not leaving the tournament, right? Because that's that would have really bad if MLS left the tournament. I mean, it's a half-hearted way of doing it. The the, the league should. It be. is. Other people don't don't agree, but I mean, the, those you can make some. You really make some amazing cup matches. We we know because we, the Red Bull Cincinnati game is one of the ones I think no one will ever forget. Like you get great games in there, and that's that's what they want to take away, and it it sucks. I mean, you can argue that that Cincinnati match against the Ribbles was a major impetus for Cincinnati joining the league. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. At least to a degree, MLS will be there. But yeah, it sucks that it's not more. Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid. All right. So uh, that's all I had for Dumping Grab. Do you have anything else to bring up? Yeah. You have an email to read. Oh, God damn it. Thank you. Don't worry. I didn't forget. Yeah. Okay. So this email has nothing to do with Everton or Liverpool, the U.S. Everton, Cup. Liverpool, U.S. Hope the Cup. That's one. <laughs> it's back to back to Red Bulls, New York Jets, Giants, Rangers, Devils, Knicks, whatever. Not no. Um, so our friend David wrote in and I didn't notice this. He did. But so he asked, why was Cornell wearing number 31 on Sunday instead of number one? I understand there was never a formal ceremony like for number 99 in Wright Phillips, but I presumed it was a mere formality that no other play would ever wear 31 
This seems disrespectful to the MLS Ironman, Luis Robles. So we talked about this a little a little bit. We touched on it. Yeah. Uh, a couple things, right? You got to figure that it was – I'm sure they talked to Luis Robles about this. Uh, this sport's not really one for retiring jerseys. That's more of an American thing. Right? It's it's just not really a thing. Um, but I'm sure I, – I obviously, Carlos Coronel knows Luis Robles and knows what number he wore. And I, I'm sure he's doing it with his permission, you know. They, it's it's not just empty-headed thoughts that are like, oh, we'll just give you 31, no problem. Yeah. I, you know, I that's really, and like we, like again, soccer, there's not a really, there's no real safe numbers out there. Probably if it was 99, that was perfect, because, you know. 99. Nobody really wears the high in soccer. Right. I mean, the more disrespectful thing to Luis Robles was to hold his ring of honor appearance after a game that you were not guaranteed to win. Correct. And not against, before. That against was New York City. Yeah. Very silly. Yeah. And then after the game, you make us wait at least half an hour before you do it. Right. Right. So that, if you want to talk about disrespect to Robles, that that's the real disrespect is that he didn't get a proper uh, ceremony to honor him. It should have been a half hour before kickoff. In front of the fans, because the fans would have shown up for that before the game. Yeah, absolutely. It was, I don't know. I mean, you well, and I were there, and we were like, what the fuck? Yeah, we sure were. Well, especially because you and I had drives to, to deal with. Also true. Like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sticking this one out. Yeah. We we made our investment, and we this is the only game both of us are going to all year. So we're like, screw this shit. All right. So is that it for the show this week? Almost. Okay. Well, we have. Oh, homework. oh, that's right. It's been so long, I forgot. It's time for the first edition of 2024 Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. That's terrible. All right. It's a little bit of a limb. It's not a blowout game, but it was just something I think I think Matt Doyle pointed out on Twitter, and that was um, Sunday's three-game lineup of excitement. Three MLS games, none, you know, there, they were one game, then another, another. There was nothing to interfere with them. And I'm going to show you these scores if you know what this is. Oops, sorry about that. There's a 0-0, zero, zero, there's a 0-0, zero, zero, and there's a 1-1. One, one. <laughs> look at look at that excitement of, of footsie right there. Woof! They, they wow. must have loved that. Gang busters when every game got its own spotlight. Yeah, that's a rough Sunday right there. The only thing MLS gets to hang his hat on is that they got a, a stoppage time equalizer from Messi in that game. Yeah, and then they could just talk about that forever. Yeah. As they will do. Of course they will. I mean, they were shooting that like 4K ultra high definition with a Taylor Twelman uh, camera and all that shit. Like, come I on. I can't wait till they, they put a, a camera inside his eyeball so you can just pay you know, $20 a game to just watch that, watch the messy view. You know, you say that I'm kind of surprised they just haven't put a pair of glasses on him with the, with like get the old Google lens shit off and, or, or Apple, Apple's league sponsor, get the Apple vision pro, whatever it is with a camera built in. You can have it. The, the Taylor Twelman overlay of whatever you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, you can visit us at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. 
$1 a month gets you exclusive content, such as anything you decide to do. Um, email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us and leave a voicemail like Eddie did, 973-348-5329 is the number. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stooch for myself at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe to the show via iTunes, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Don't let me down. I, I want to feel good about the team this year. We didn't really get to feel good last year. I'm, I'm getting excited. So don't fuck it up. Get out there and win. Don't if you're gonna do something, just don't give us hope because it's the hope that kills you. Yes. All right. So for Truman and myself, this has been episode 451 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. See you later.